morning. My name is Alan Redfin, and I'm the headmaster of Stanford Lake College, situated in the beautiful Limpopo province in South Africa. Our school is in a rural setting in the foothills of the Drakensberg mountain range. We have the most beautiful campus and have a strong focus on outdoor education and adventure. In this episode of Talking Heads, I'd like to share with you something which is very close to my heart, and I'm sure close to yours too. The dramatic rise in mental illness in society, but in particular in schools, is alarming. Increased levels in anxiety, depression, stress, lack of ability to cope with day-to-day pressures, poor EQ, and low levels of compassion amongst our learners is steadily on the rise. The stats are frightening. Between 10% and 20% of all of our children have been diagnosed with one form of mental disorder, learning barrier of one kind or another. Half of these begin as early as the age of 14 years old. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 29 year old adults today. So we know all too well the effects that distress and low levels of wellness have on learning. As an educator of over 25 years who has worked in boarding schools for the majority of that time, I've always ensured parents of grade eight pupils that we needn't worry about the marks in the first six months as the needs of the emotional child far outweigh those of the academic child at this phase. In order for them to achieve academically, they need to have settled into their new environment and be emotionally comfortable. This has to hold true for all of the pupils in our care. If they are not in a positive emotional state, the academic performance is going to be curtailed. Added to that, we are all abundantly aware of the impact of COVID-19 on society, in particular, the wellness of our pupils. I became aware of Martin Seligman and his drive towards positive psychology about 10 years ago. The need to address our pupils' wellness rather than only looking at mental illness became an imperative. The importance of giving pupils the skills to handle life and to manage their, their wellness towards a state of flow and flourishing became a topic of conversation amongst psychologists and educationalists. I've studied the work of Matthew White and Simon Murray and worked with Simon Murray and Paul O'Brien on trying to establish a wellness education network in South Africa, which would support educators and their efforts to establish wellness programs in schools in our country. As a well-resourced school, I'm all too aware of the fact that the majority of pupils in our country don't have access to this kind of research and these kind of people. We're looking hard at how we can spread and share good practice in wellness amongst all schools, and in particular, the underprivileged schools in our beautiful country. In doing so, we have met the number of obstacles along the way, but the main one being, what does holistic wellness actually look like? Finding the material, resourcing our schools, upskilling our staff, and educating them in how to transfer this important knowledge to our children was a real challenge to me. As a head, I tried various programs within my school, focusing on positive education techniques, gratitude, reflective diaries, the three good things principles, and looking at ways in which we could focus on growth mindset, moving in towards a, a benefit mindset, and getting our children to come from a position of positivity as opposed to a position of negativity. 
none of this has really yielded the results that I'd like to see. They've been programs that appear to be one-offs and haven't really been deeply embedded in our, in our educational curriculum. Much in the same way as, as our proud Round Square School member, we've embedded Round Square deeply in all that we do in our school. And this has got to be my approach to wellness in our schools. I know that great strides have been made in Australia and other parts of the world, but I fear in South Africa, we're just starting to touch the edges of what is a major challenge. It became more and more obvious to me that we need to develop a whole school program that would impact our staff, our pupils, and our broader community, ensuring that the wellness of our staff was paramount, as these educators would not be able to share wellness with our pupil body if they were dealing with personal illness. We need to move away from identifying psychological illness and mental illness towards giving our pupils the skills to deal with mental wellness and move towards mental wellness. We need to actively look within our schools as to how we can promote wellness in all areas of what we do, in boarding school life, on the sports fields, in the classrooms, in the dining halls, and all social settings. We at Stanford Lake College are currently rolling out a visible well-being program. The program developed by Lee Waters, based on her search model, is excellent. It requires buy-in from all of us, it requires extensive staff training, and it, it requires engagement with our pupil body. I'm extremely excited by what this program is offering. We're working on the see, hear, feel principle initially in order to gain our, give our kids the skills to walk into a room and read the temperature in the room. I think nowadays with our screen generation, they're unable to make eye contact, they're unable to read body language, they're unable to read tone, they're unable to read so many of the, the human characteristics that are required to understand how a person in front of you might be feeling. And so we spent some time rolling out to our children, our learners, the ability to identify these important cues. And from here, we're gonna go into a two-year program of identifying various aspects which will upskill them in the space of wellness. And referring back to the search model, we're gonna be looking at their individual strengths. We're gonna give them skills around emotional management. We're gonna give them skills around attention and awareness, coping skills, and of course, positive habits and goal setting become really important in empowering our young children to take ownership of their own wellness. I've spent an enormous amount of time over the last six or seven years trying to find the mechanism which I believe will give our pupils and our staff the skills to manage their own wellness and in so doing, raise the wellness across the board within our community. I'm placing a great deal of confidence in this program. And, and with my staff, we are working hard at making sure that it becomes something that we roll out in everything we do every day in all of our classrooms, using aspects of, this, of the search model to empower our children to better handle um, some of the challenges that this rather um, difficult world is throwing at them nowadays. This is obviously can't stand alone, and we're looking at many other programs in our school to deal with our pupils' wellness. Um, one of those is looking at the moderation and management of screen time, uh, how much time they can spend on their cell phones, and looking at, at whether we can use those tools to, to start to reduce levels of cyberbullying, to increase levels of attention that they might have and engagement in the classrooms, 
And these are all aspects that, have, that research into the dangers of cell phones have thrown up in front of us. So we're taking a multi-pronged approach. Um, we understand that it's a, a long and slow approach that we're taking. But um, as, as we learn in some of the modules in the Lee Waters program, that uh, nowadays in terms of um, effectivity in society, 30% of our ability to, to be effective in society is based on our life play balance and, and whether we're able to engage appropriately and positively with the people in our workplace and less so the access to knowledge, et cetera, et cetera. So we hope that through this program of looking at our mental wellness of our people, we are able to, to make a difference in their lives and empower them um, in order to get them into a better space as they move into the work world. I trust that you have enjoyed listening to what I've had to say um, and uh, really do strongly believe that the more schools in South Africa in our, in our context and across the world that can, can upskill our pupils in wellness, um, the better place we'll be to make the changes that our world so desperately requires. Thank you very much.